This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a dealer's choice type situation for me in in that I am going to just give you information that is important. Welcome to Hope Alive Side Notes. Today we're going to be talking about studying the Bible verse by verse and why I uh, teach the Bible verse by verse, why we study through the Bible verse by verse, why I encourage you when you're studying the Bible to read it verse by verse. I would strongly encourage you to read the Bible and when you're studying the Bible to do it in different ways. And the most important thing that you ought to always do is read it in in the way it was written. But you may want to read it like a novel. And and what I mean by that is just read whole big sections of it. Sometimes you want to get in depth and read just small passages and ruminate over them, I guess is the way that Native American pastor taught me at a reservation many years ago, ruminating over the Word of God. And that's a picture of it kind of cooking inside of you and becoming stronger and stronger. You might want to do it that way. You might want to read uh, one of these Bibles that have it in chronological order. That being said, you're still usually reading passages verse by verse, and most of the time, even books verse by verse. But the reason we uh, study the Bible verse by verse and the reason, reason I teach it verse by verse is, first of all, I want to get the whole counsel of God. I want to, when I'm studying the Bible, I want to make sure that God is given every opportunity to deal with the thing in my life and deal with the things that I need to know that I don't really want to know about, that I don't really want to handle, that I don't really don't, don't really want to change. But those are important things. And oftentimes when uh, we study the Bible, we want to treat it like a menu and we want to go to the passages and we want to go to the places where the word is saying the things we love to hear. I preached this Sunday a, a sermon that was a gospel sermon and uh, had a guy come and say, say to me, I never, that never gets old. And it doesn't ever get old. The story of Jesus giving his life on the cross and and dying for our sins and being raised again on the third day. That story doesn't get old. That being said, that is not the whole counsel of God. That is the good news. It's the gospel that Jesus died according to the scriptures, was buried, and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the good news. But he wants me to know him fully and completely, and that means he wants me to know all that encompasses that plan, all that uh, goes along with that plan, and that is the whole word of God. And so we study the Bible verse by verse so that, when we come across a passage or when we come across a verse 
or when we even just come across a sentence in a verse that we don't understand, that we don't get, well, we're going to have some signs out there. And I, I talk about biblical signs, road signs. Remember, we're walking in the way and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the gate. So if I'm going along the path, especially when God says he orders the path of the righteous, if I'm going along that path, obviously I want to have the road signs that tell me things. When you're studying the Bible verse by verse, you've got great road signs. And the main thing you have is you have the context of the verse or the passage that you're studying. We, When we interpret scripture, we always start with the passage that's around the passage that we're trying to interpret. So if I'm in Genesis chapter 24, verse 2, then I need to look at the whole of Genesis chapter 24 so that it can shed light on the passage that I'm looking at and give me understanding. If that doesn't help, then I obviously need to look at chapter 23 and ch chapter 25. I need to read it in the context of, of what, what Moses was writing about in that passage. And if that doesn't work, then I may need to read the whole book around it and allow the book to shine its light on that passage and give me maybe an understanding. And then if that doesn't work, then you allow all of scripture to cast its light on a passage. And ultimately, that is a glaring bright light and uh, you can come to an understanding of it. And there's some principles uh, that go along with that. Oftentimes when we're studying the Bible, we want to try to find the deep things. Let me say this. The deep things in the Bible, generally speaking, are understandings that the Holy Spirit gives you as you walk through life with Jesus. Remember, Jesus was a Western teacher. He was an Eastern rabbi. And a Western teacher is somebody who stands up and gives you information in lecture style and lecture format. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just our culture. But that being said, that's not how Jesus discipled. The way Jesus discipled, the way Jesus made us understand who he was is that he allowed his disciples to follow him. And that's why he said, come follow me. And as they followed him, he would teach them uh, about life, about himself, about God through the circumstances and the situations and through the people that they ran across. And so he taught them through life as they walked through life. He didn't teach them as one who would give a lecture once a day or maybe uh, three times a week. His lectures went on all day long and his uh, teaching was never stopped. And God does that with us. God teaches us from his word and he teaches us from his word as we do life. And so oftentimes we do need to spend time meditating on his word. And that means considering it in light of the situation we find ourselves in. And you need to do that on a regular basis and allow God through his Holy Spirit to add depth and breadth to his word. Because uh, the deep things that we come to and understand about God are often tied to the rest of scripture. They're often tied to our walk with him. And they're often times uh, taught by us not when we're actually reading the word, but when we're living life and God is using the word to shine his truth on the situations and the places we are in our lives. And I would encourage you to always be in touch with the Holy Spirit. And that deals with communion with God. And oftentimes I, I use the understanding or the analogy that there's three types of communication. There's the type of communication where I send a signal to somebody 
but they don't communicate back. What, what I'm doing is I'm giving them information. And oftentimes that's the way we treat God. We treat God in such a way that we're just getting information from him or we're sending him information and we really don't want his feedback. Dear Lord, help me in this situation. I don't want to really know why and how I got into it because I think I really know and it's me. And so you see how your communication is very limited in that form. When you're just allowing God to speak through his word to your heart, but you're not speaking back, you're not interacting back, you're missing out. And when you send messages to God, when you pray to God, but you don't ever let, allow him uh, to use his word, to use his Holy Spirit to place some kind of light on your situation, well, you're missing out also. Then you have then you have communication where both sides are actually communicating back and forth. That's a very healthy way to communicate. It's where two parties are uh, speaking, they're interacting, they're sharing, they're uh, giving, and they're receiving. That is really a, a ultimate to have relationship, but that is not the most intimate way to have relationship. The most intimate of relationship is communion. And communion happens where you're walking along and you don't always have to be talking. You don't always have to be speaking, but you're always available to talk and to speak, always available to be heard and to hear, always available to uh, see a situation and allow God to teach you. That is what we call communion, and that is the most intimate of communication. That's the uh, best way we communicate with each other and with God. And uh, that is the way that uh, wives and husbands ought to be. Oftentimes, Kathleen will be sitting in her chair and she'll be working on something for work, or maybe she's even working on this, what we're doing right now, our podcast. And I'm working on maybe some FedEx for my law practice, or maybe I'm studying something for Bible study that week or for my sermon on Sunday morning, or maybe even for side notes like I'm doing right now. And we're not talking, but uh, we may be watching TV or maybe dealing with something and something comes up and then all of a sudden we break out into conversation. You see how we're in communion with each other, even though we're not speaking. And maybe her body language is telling me something. Maybe my body language is telling her something. And in fact, 90% uh, of communication is nonverbal. And uh, one of the things you learn as a lawyer is to read people and read their nonverbal communications because many times, to tell you the truth, they're lying to you about their verbal uh, communication. And you can tell they're lying all over their face because their nonverbal is saying that is not right. And that's always been true. And so uh, uh, communion with God is a, a, a attitude, a mindset, a lifestyle of walking with God and allowing God to show you the beauty of what he's doing, show the wonder of what he's doing, show the majesty of what he's doing, show the depth and the breadth of what he's doing and allow you to comment to him about those things and allow you uh, to allow God uh, to be a part of your thoughts and your heart and the meditations of your heart and your own mind. And so I would encourage you to do that. And the best way to do that when you're studying God's word is to do it verse by verse. The very main reason we would study the Bible verse by verse is because that's the way God, God uh, gave it to us that way. And so he must have had a reason for it. By the way, the, the Bible's not a happenstance. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was planned by the Father, and it is the full manifestation of the Son. It teaches us about who Jesus is. And so when God wrote scripture the way he wrote it for that reason. And uh, you reading it and studying it verse by verse, very helpful in how you uh, deal with God and how you walk with God and how you understand who God is. Second of all, and real important, 
is when you are trying to figure out what a passage means, usually the simplest answer is the best answer. Now, that might cause you to be in some kind of contrast with some other passage in Scripture, but what that likely means is that you don't understand something that links them together. Well, oftentimes when we say the uh, Scripture is in conflict with each other, what we're really saying is, is God hadn't showed us how they work together. God hadn't revealed to us or He hadn't revealed to you or He hadn't revealed to me how they work together. And so I always go, when I'm reading scripture, I go under the assumption, I walk by faith, not by sight. I go on an assumption that when God wrote it, he meant to write it that way. And when God said it, he meant to say it that way. And when God is showing it to me, he meant for me to see it the way he's saying it. And I don't need to add to or take away from it. I need to take it as it is and allow him to tie it together. And the Bible is a, a intricately woven garment, and it's tied together. Every verse in Scripture is tied together to another verse, and if you pull on one, oftentimes many other parts of the Bible uh, come alive and show you things that you never imagined. But the only way for you to actually really ever know the Bible, really ever have any wisdom in understanding the Bible, is that you got to read it. You got to read it. You got to intake it. You got to upload it into your mind and then you got to download it into your heart. And by doing that, you're all of a sudden taking it in and God can call into your remembrance stories and situations in scripture and allow you to see things in life that you would have ever seen before if you never uploaded it into your mind and downloaded it into your heart. You have to do that. You have to spend time in God's word. If you don't spend time in God's word, you really don't know him. If, if you were dating someone as a teenager or maybe young adult, y'all were at different colleges, or maybe one of you is in the military and you're a long way off. And remember back in the day when we used to send letters, I, I remember that day. I, I remember the day when you called somebody long distance, it cost a lot of money, so I couldn't afford to do it. And so oftentimes me and my wife, because we spent two years apart in college, we would send each other letters and we would talk just shortly on the phone. But those letters were very important and you'd read every word and you'd meditate on every word. God wants you to do that with his word. He wants you to meditate on it verse by verse. He wants you to study it verse by verse. He wants you to know it because he's writing each verse for a purpose. And just because you don't understand a passage or a section. Let's face it, Leviticus is not easy. It's not an easy book to read. And there are other books in the Bible that oftentimes can be very difficult. Lamentations is depressing sometimes. It really is. The depression of this world and the depression of the human heart and mind is real, and it reveals that to us. And so when you're studying God's word, I would just say to you, uh, Make every effort to study it verse by verse. Make every effort to be in Bible studies where it's taught verse by verse. And when you can, be in a place where it's regularly being preached verse by verse. Because by doing that, we know that we get the whole counsel of God. And we don't hide from the things that are needed in our lives, the medicine that brings about health to our body, the, the strength and the growth that may be painful in the moment but ultimately bring about God's very best and his holiness in us. And so I would encourage you as you study God's word and as we go through God's word together on Hope Alive, I, I, I pray that uh, you will begin to have a hunger and a desire to feast upon God's word and that you would have a hunger and desire to know him completely and that you would learn from him and grow in your walk with him. And I fully expect that to happen because God is at work in your life. And the way I know that, is because he promised he would be. And as God is at work in your life, his very best and his changes that require us to know him better and to be changed by him are on their way. 
And so I pray that would be the case for you today in Jesus' name. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.